All right. <laughs> I like it. Big Dog is in the house. <laughs> Little John Randall for you on this Christmas week. What's going on, people? Appreciate you guys listening. It's time to turn up. Weekly Chiefs podcast. I'm back here again with the A-team. Hannibal. Vahe Gregorian. Howlin' Mad. Sam Mellinger. My man, Face Kirkoff. We are in the midst of basketball royalty, folks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Basketball writer, Blair Kirkoff. Man, we're so proud of you, man. Man. We so are. proud of you. That's Congratulations. You. I really appreciate that. That was uh, that's quite an honor, and and uh, and I don't know how much football I'm going to contribute to this thing today because <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking college hoops. But um, hey, but we just we just came off another Chiefs victory that's yesterday, right. didn't we? And you don't have to contribute football. You you you're, you're the big shot in the room right now, my man. That's, uh, Bang your ring on the table at this point. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 calling shots. You know we. All of us can only aspire to have some sort of honor like that. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How awesome is that? What's going on, fellas? Hanging out. We're back in the mix again. We're back in the mix after our little 3 a.m. wake-up call or whatever it was, just so we could be here for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how much this podcast means to us. That's how much it does. And Andy Reid's press conference. You have to get back (laughs) for that now. Don't forget, there's nothing like sleeping for two hours after a game, so you can get back in time for press conferences. Right? I missed it. What, is he looking forward to the challenge of facing the Browns? Is <laughs> yeah. that you're never going to believe this? But they're a good team that's well coached. Okay, yeah. good. Was good. that was that on the record? That was on the record. Oh, wow. Good stuff. You guys guess who used to say good stuff? You know, he used to say that. Our good friend Randy Covers. How's it going, Randy? We miss you, buddy. Love you, man. But hey. I always say I'm not going to grandstand, but who am I kidding? <laughs> the first podcast we did with the, with the three of us was 52 minutes. Then we got the four of us in here. It was 56 minutes. What's the over-under, Sammy? You like these things. What's the over-under for how long this thing's going, baby? Well, that would be uh, an even hour, right, uh, if yeah. we go. Smart man takes the over. <laughs> See, they didn't like that. They didn't laugh at that. <laughs> they were like, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I was going to suggest splitting the difference. Yeah. That, that's actually how I was thinking. But. <laughs> well, let's see, how we, let's see how it goes, man. We got a great show for you guys today. Got some new features. Remember last week? <laughs> I bet these guys can't wait to hear where they are. Remember last week we introduced the scouting term of the week. I've got that. We've also got a new game. If you like the NBA, TNT, you might have heard uh, some, a little game they like to play called Who He Play For with Charles Barkley. <laughs> I'm going to play this with our esteemed uh, crack of Chiefs writers in this room. It's going to be a good time. We're going to pick five former Chiefs, and we're going to try and figure out who he played for. It's going to be great. (laughs) (laughs) All right? Uh, We'll see how many we get in here. It's going to be embarrassing if we miss one, right? But we'll see. Um, Also, I've got a couple questions for these guys that we're going to talk about after this last game. And as always, with the Ask the A-Team hashtag, we got some questions that we're going to answer from the people. Because I'm the people's champ in here, and this is the people's <laughs> podcast. So we we are we are here for the people. We are public servants. I'm, I'm not liking the energy in this thing. Turn up. <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Let's go. Turn up. Um, but you know what? Let's let's get this thing cracking, man. As always, we start off with kind of a general question about the game we just saw. Obviously, the Chiefs just went to Baltimore, you know, lovely Baltimore, and took care of the Ravens, 34-14. Um, I think. I don't know if I would say it was an interesting game, but just like you put it, Sam, this in your column today, 
it was a perfectly boring game, which is just what the Chiefs needed. Absolutely. I I, I would be interested to know, because I I know who I picked for the grown-ass man of the game, in my opinion. <laughs> I would be interested to know who you guys picked, though. So in that game, guys, who was your grown-ass man of the game? Who impressed you guys the most? Who would you pick as a player of the game? The first one that comes to my mind is Marcus Peters. Yeah, that's what I picked. Yeah, I mean, he got he, he had a – one play in particular that was really bad. Yeah. Uh, I, I forgot who he was covering, oh, but he, yeah, he wasn't covering a guy, oh. and then you know gave up about twenty more yards when he tried to strip it and missed the tackle. But um, like he does, he also made the big plays in in that game. Uh, you know the the ninety yard or whatever was it ninety even yeah. uh, pick right. six, and then another interception. And um, I mean, I I just. <laughs> I'm in the bag for this guy. Like I, I just, I, I'm all in on Marcus Peters. You bought the stock. You bought the stock pretty quickly. I, I yeah, I just. Oh my gosh, I, I, I just love the way that he plays the game. I like the idea. I like the fact that he has been targeted more than any cornerback in the league, and he's standing up to it. I mean, this could be his senior year in college, and he's been targeted more times than anybody in the NFL, and he's standing up to it. A 72.6 passer rating. According to uh, Pro Football Focus, I just I, I think the guy's having a spectacular year. And the most impressive thing with Peters is that you don't get the sense, even for an evening, that any of those completions he's given up have shaken his confidence. Yeah, at all. right. Like it just doesn't even affect. Yep. Him. It's like us when we like just you know we're walking and we might step on a bug and we don't even know. <laughs> like it's just like oh well, I gave up a forty yard completion. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm gonna get him the next time. He don't yeah. even care. Yeah, that's the best thing. About I'll take it. a pick six and do the Ray Lewis <laughs> dance in the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> on the next drive, it's coming. Right. right, right. right. <laughs> he, well, he um, uh, we we know with his two interceptions on Sunday now uh, leads a team with seven. I I. I'm going to suggest that you know if he gets one or two more and, and just ups that toe. Well, he needs one to to have the Chiefs' record for interceptions by a rookie. But we may not be seeing him in a position to have more interceptions as he as his At career unfolds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he he may be one of those guys you, you're not going to throw his way uh, anymore because he he is taken. I, I think he's without knowing what the competition is right now. He's got to be. Uh, at least AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year, I think he, and, and maybe yeah. in the NFL. I, I, I don't, like I said, I don't know what the competition is. He definitely sees past, I think, Ronald Darby from Buffalo. In yep, that that's right. Just, I mean, he's taken seven interceptions to Darby's two. And, like, if you look at the metrics, Darby has better like, pro football fo- focus numbers. But, like, boy, I mean, we watch Marcus Peters all year, and that guy's been a transformative figure on this defense. Highlight. Right? He's a highlight film guy. Right. Look, and you, we were talking about this number yesterday, but it, you guys are conscious of it. I, I I'm sure our listeners are, or maybe they're not. Chiefs had six interceptions as a team last year. <laughs> yeah. Marcus Peters has seven. Yeah. And that's he's not the only thing changing the you know, tilting that dynamic, but that's that's part of this formula that they've got. And and, and look, every team would draw up that formula. You know, we get more turnovers and, and we create more turnovers and we don't give the ball up. But I, I think it really says something about this team. The other thing that it strikes me all the time is how many times you can say look at the Chiefs' luck. You can say that all the time, and how much really it, it, it's distorted because other teams are the ones making the mistakes mm-hmm. that the Chiefs aren't making. But again, on Peters, um, the, the receiver falls down. Yeah. Right? On that right. interception. Now, yeah. Peters makes the play and makes it go 90 yards, yeah. but <laughs> every every one of their touchdowns yesterday was, was really because of a, a, a hideous Ravens mistake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, John Man Crow agrees with that take. Speaking of which, you were you were pretty 
thrilled but also ultimately frustrated yesterday when you you heard that sound. I did the hear hallway. the quote. Yeah, there was a they they had ravens at this place, and I, I thought this was a great chance to get actual sound for this podcast. I could have had a, a, By the a way, real <laughs> drop for us, and I just missed the crows. The, the idea raven, though of you going up with your little like voice recorder to the bird oh, and happening. just like waiting and recording it. Like, yeah, no, <laughs> squawk, yeah. squawk. He would have done it. Yeah, the crow would have done it. Like I just I just missed the crow, and y'all could have taken pictures and laughed. They were, great. It, we couldn't see it because it was in the little, little carrier case for, no. the, for two crow carrier cases. That's that, too bad. I've been dying instant. for a quality Jumpman crow sound. Like this one, <laughs> don't think I don't know that this one's not up to snuff. Like it's okay, it's okay. Like it's getting the point across. But I, I missed out on an opportunity to really get us a quality Jumpman crow sound, and I'm really upset about that. But uh, let's, let's move on past that failure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, straight up, guys. Like this is not like a crazy question. Is Marcus Peters the team's MVP? Who is the Chiefs' MVP right now? Uh, Justin yeah. Houston's out. Yeah. You I mean, I, Justin Houston's their best player. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's missed a lot of games. And, and, and actually, the, the we're just talking about Marcus Peters' seven interceptions. That play that, that Houston made in San Diego, that interception, the, yeah, that pick return. six, was yeah, that, that might was be great. the best play that, that anybody on the Chiefs has made this year. Um, I don't – I mean – I heard was it Teicher? I think asked the question. He did um, asked Andy yesterday. Yeah, in the in the press conference, and um, I can't think of anybody that would be demonstrably above him. Maybe Macklin. Mm-hmm. He, I'll give you one. He's had a big impact. I'll, I'll give you one. I, I I think it's Derek Johnson. Derek Johnson yeah, is a I great one too. I, yeah. I think it's Derek Johnson. I think he is having an incredible season. Yeah, he and is. I looked at the I got the stat sheet yesterday, and and I you know I didn't hear his name called a bunch. You know, yeah. there, there were so many defensive <laughs> highlights, and yep. he contributed. He had the forced fumble that uh, Tyvon Branch returned from mm-hmm. a long touchdown. He had 12 tackles yesterday. Yeah. 12 tackles. Yeah. And he, he just – and that's the thing. Like, Johnson is – I don't know how he's doing this after that Achilles injury. Because, like you wrote, Sam, for Sunday, uh, he's not supposed to be able – Not at all. To, to do this. He's supposed and to be I, 80% of this. And I think you look at – how bad the Chiefs' run defense was last year. Yeah. And now you look at – they're pretty – they're a stout group. Like, mm-hmm. they've been ten times better against the run this year. you got to attribute a lot of that to, like, guys like Jay Howard, right? But, like, Derrick Johnson's back. There's one, he's making There's DJ one plays. play a game where he's in the backfield, yeah. Yeah. you know, before – right after the handoff. Yeah. And, and making a play back there. And, and it looks like a glitch in the game almost yeah. when he does that. Like, he just sneaks around a blocker and submarines somebody. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's interesting to me is I, I, I think those would be the nominees. Um, think about, you know, no Jamal Charles, no Justin Houston for weeks now. And it, it, you tell yourself, I think I would say they're, those are the two best players that Chiefs have. And so now we're weeks and weeks without either of those guys. And you think – so then you think about who the, the guys, the transformative guys that have allowed this to be. And I think it is Jeremy Macklin on offense, and I think it's, I think it's yeah. Marcus Peters on defense. But – Derek Johnson and Eric Berry, I think, are better than they were before right. their respective maladies, however you want to put it. I really, I really don't think there's a clear answer to that question yet. I think they got to play these last two games, and it might be a situation that even when the season ends, like there's not like a easy pick for team MVP. Like if that, that's a sign of a good team, though. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, we no one's mentioned Alex. He's done a nice job. Taking yeah, I was just going to say there's I mean? a good case to make make for him too. I mean, he takes a lot of heat, but. Yeah, and turn the ball over, you know. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a sign of a good team, though. Yeah. You just can't, you just can't really, um, 
can't figure out who it would be. But I guess if I had to pick, man, I mean, I guess I'd side with, with Derek. I mean, I, I think being able to stop the run has been a huge mm-hmm. deal. Um, and, and just his presence there, you know, those linebackers look up to him. I mean, he really means a lot back there. But, man, you know, Peters deserves some consideration. Yeah. Jeremy does, too. I mean, I, I've talked a lot about what Jeremy brought to these guys. It's obvious, too. You're making me realize it, it wasn't uh, – Adam didn't ask Andy Reid about it. He asked Alex Smith about it yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think this was genuine. Al- Alex just said, you know, we don't, we don't think that way. And I, I don't really think they do. I mean, I, don't, I think there's enough leadership to go around, both in terms of what you do on the field, but also who actually leads. So it is hard, a tough thing to say if one is mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Five or six Pro Bowlers, though, yeah. I, I think. Five, yeah, yeah. Maybe five or six. Yeah, they, they, they should be represented pretty well there. Um, and I, I, I guess that kind of leads into our next question. Uh, my next question for you guys is, you know, a, a lot of times, I don't know about you guys, but, like, a lot of times, you know, I, I get questions from fans. Like, they want to know what these guys are like. You know, like, you know, are these guys cool? Like, who, you know, like, who's the coolest guy in there and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, so in some markets – some reporters in some markets, some reporters that cover the team, they got something called the uh, media good guy award, and that's something where the writers, you know, team up to decide like, all right, who's who's been the most um, helpful player for us, who's always been available and helps us do our jobs. Now that's not something, that's not an award we have here in Kansas City. Uh, we haven't had that I think ever, but um, I do think that's like kind of an interesting question, like who. Who would be if that was an award we did have on this team? Like, who would that go to? And I mean, Sam, you you've been here a long time. You know, you've been doing this a long time, right? Um, and Sam, you and Vahey, you've been in this room too now. So, I, I am curious to know, like, who would you? Who do you guys think would would win that award? Like, who's been? Like, who's a pretty helpful guy that kind of gets that we have a job to do and is always around? To me, the the first two that come to mind is Derek. <coughs> excuse yeah. me, Derek Johnson and Tamba. Yeah, and um. Either one of those guys, and look, like Jeremy Macklin's great. Um, you know, there, there's some other guys too, but I'd, I'd go with Tomba, just because I, I think that Tomba is super smart, and and his answers are thoughtful, mm-hmm. and um, he stays away from cliches. I think for the most part, um, you know, he doesn't always talk, but when he does, you know, he's very polite, professional, you know, courteous. Um, That'd be my guy. I, he's my favorite guy by far to talk to in that room because I, I just think he's so smart and thoughtful. I, I have found him to be really enjoyable to talk to, but I have not found him to be uh, consistently available. And that, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm not blaming him. But, it, mm-hmm. but the, the, the Derek is, to me, tremendous. Yeah. And, look, I, I, I base my answer a little bit on how much does he seek to help us? Like, like what's he doing extra to – help us and the other day they were closing the locker room he said I'll walk out within just talk to me for three more minutes right um gets it to me that's that's huge and the other guy that that I think I get that he's got to talk yeah but is Alex Smith yeah I think Alex is great Alex it it, it, to me the really defining part about Alex's answers is that he he understands what you're asking about and and wants to help you wants to answer in such a way that it it actually contributes to what you're trying to say. It, it, I, I, f- I feel like that's invaluable and, and that you can't count on that out of 
such high-profile guys very often. Right. So, I mean, he's the quarterback, and he he tries to give you good answers. Like I think he tries to give you thoughtful answers, and that's not something that's overlooked. I mean, he I think he does try. And same with like you know Derek or Tom, bro. Like those guys. Uh, For sure. You know, they they, they give you thoughtful answers too. And I, I'd say in general, man, like I think there's a lot of like thoughtful guys in that room. It's just like who's going to be available to talk when. Um, you know, a lot of guys like they'll take a, they'll take the time to like really consider a question. And, you know, there's, there's really too many to name, but I well, mean, the, the guys that you've named are a pretty good starter. Well, I'll give you, and I don't disagree with what it, what anybody has said, but I'll give you a position group that I think is terrific. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Offensive oh, you line, know I love those yeah. guys. Offensive man. line the and the rookie center, Mitch Morris, Mitch is awesome. Yeah. Is as yeah. uh, friendly and cooperative uh, on on a regular basis as there is in that uh, that locker room, and. You know, and you can just go down the line. Uh, Zach Fulton and Jeff Allen and yeah. everybody. LeRon. Donald, Donald, Donald Stevenson. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're all yeah. – um, uh, Eric Fisher. They're all – they're thoughtful and uh, and, and helpful. I, I've, I've been so impressed with the – just the quality of person uh, among the, the offensive line. And it – it's reflected in every conversation I have with those guys. Listen, it, it stands out on the Chiefs, but but we've spoken about this a little bit. Why? What is it that makes that so generally true that the offensive linemen are the ones that, that are the most enjoyable and thoughtful to talk to? What, what What's the commonality there? I think it's just, you know, big guys who kind of understand the concept of, you know, working together as a team. And, you know, these guys don't have egos, man. Football, football players, if you play a skill position, you get used to – you know, attention and stuff, but linemen don't get any attention, man. Those guys are generally really smart dudes who understand what it's like to work together as a team. And you know, in general, like it's hard to find an offensive lineman you don't like. You know, those <laughs> and I think that's just the nature of the game. You know, um, you know, another player like who's kind of like the spokesman for the DBs is Sean Smith. Like, if you catch Sean, yeah. Sean's a Sean's a pretty smart dude, man. Yeah. He'll he's thoughtful too. Like Sean always and he takes, makes himself available. If 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 you ask Sean a question, he'll wait like a few seconds and think about it and then give you an answer. And that's something we've all kind of noticed. It's pretty impressive. A guy that probably doesn't get enough at-bats to qualify but is is absolutely tremendous is Dustin Colquitt. Oh, Colquitt's great. Man. He's as thoughtful a guy as there is, I think. It's just, But he's the punter. Oh, I mean, I, I think we've gone this whole time without mentioning Jason Avant. He, like, Avant's another really smart guy, man. Like, Avant yeah. is thoughtful. He's played for – he's been doing this a long time now. You know, as a veteran leader, just the whole makeup of that receiver room is really interesting to see now. Guys like Macklin and Avant really kind of sitting. Yeah, Conley. We we can save that for (laughs) – we can do a whole show on on Chris Chris. Conley and what he's about and – uh, of course, he's you know he's, he's certainly pertinent, not for his you know hasn't played much, but uh, you know Vahe, you wrote about it um, his his uh, Star Wars uh, production. I mean he is um, uh, I, he's the guy I would vote most likely uh, to become a president of yeah. of those in the, in the Chiefs <laughs> locker room. He is he is a sharp guy yeah, and yeah. Uh, uh, he has got a. He's got a wonderful future outside of football. He's yeah. living the dream playing in the NFL, and I think he's got an upside beyond this that uh, may be uh, as great as anybody in that locker room. And, look, you talk about role model. He's a journalism major. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what every kid should be looking yeah. to be. I do think with Chris. Follow like, the lead of Chris Conley. Kid. Nobody really cares about this because it's just, you know, Gunner on special teams. Yeah. But he works hard I know on he those does. plays. And, and um, you know he'll get double teamed and he'll beat it and he'll sprint. I mean he's he, he's working hard. I, 
I believe in him. I think he can be a player. I, I do too. Me I'd too. like to. I'd like to know more about. It's certainly grist for a story down the road, but guys like Chris Conley, wide receivers, uh, or, or any kind of offensive skill position players that, because of the the NFL and the roster size, have to play gunner, have to play yeah. special teams, have to make tackles. Yeah. I'm sure it's something these guys have haven't done in you know since. Yeah. You know, since grade school, mm-hmm. but now they have to do it, and they better be good at it, and they better be enthusiastic about it. I, I think that's a whole different world for them. That at least this team seems to be doing pretty well. Yeah, because let me tell you something: if you're a backup guy in this league and you can't play special teams, you can't be on the roster. Yeah, they're not gonna keep you. You know, it's they, they'll they they can find someone that can help on special teams if you can't. You got to be a pretty special guy. To stay on the fifty-three and not help on special teams to develop, you know, that's just, yeah. that doesn't happen that way in this league. Right? Yeah, it's it's kind of weird that like for Conley, and I know there's a lot of other examples in the league that um, your path to be what you want to be requires like this basically unrelated skill of being <laughs> yeah. a gunner yeah. on, on, on right. coverage team, you know? Like, it's more about effort, too, just <laughs> yeah, yeah, willingness yeah. to do it yeah. right. And I, I noticed early on that Chris was, like, giving a really good effort mm-hmm. on it. You know, like he really puts in a you know effort to try. You know, that's, like, a good sign. Yeah. Another guy who's, like, good at it that no one talks about that did, had never done it before was DJ Alexander, man, mm-hmm. like the fifth-round pick from Oregon State. Mm-hmm. Like, that's something he'd never really done before, I don't think. And now – and he's a leading special teams tackle. That's right, leads. You know, so that's in their, in their point system. He has the most points. And that, that earns him an opportunity in the future to play to stay on the roster. Like that's a real thing. I love that point though about it being unrelated. It, yeah, it's that's got great. no relationship yeah. at all to what's going to make him a, a go in this league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Time to have a little bit of fun now. <laughs> this week's scouting term of the week: traffic cop. I want you guys to tell me what position a traffic cop. Uh, best describe like what if a scout used the term traffic cop you know what position are they probably talking about i'm taking i'm taking answers right while now. we while we wait for our answer let's let's give credit for past uh laurels to me for last week for <laughs> coming up with uh yeah let's do that let's just get that covered <laughs> yeah. for, for card carrying coward <laughs> receiver okay <laughs> Today's word is traffic. The term is traffic cop. There's two that come to mind, and I'm going to take a guess and say middle linebacker. Yeah. You got it. You got Blair it. Blair and I bad. were both going to say that, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 I just couldn't get out in time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. I mean, you're just you're directing guys. You're directing traffic. You're, you know, getting guys in position, getting them set up. Can't you picture, like, some old NFL films thing, like, with Buck- Buckus <laughs> in the middle playing, like, traffic cop music, and we woven in together with... If, Trez, if, how would that go? If only, if only there was somebody here who could who, who could express a John Facenda-like <laughs> expression here. Dick Butkus. The Bears' ferocious middle linebacker. Held the Lions at bay all afternoon. For four yards on 34 carries. <laughs> you could have said that about any linebacker against the Lions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so that's how it goes if you're a Lions fan, right? All right, not bad. Good job, guys. Time to play another game, though. Uh-oh. I don't think you guys are going to fare as well in this one. No, that was... Like I teased a little bit earlier, it's time to play who he played for. <laughs> And I'm, we're, we're taking this right from the NBA on TNT, man. We're, we're taking this right from Kenny and Chuck and those guys, but who cares? It's fun. So we're going to pick some five former Chiefs here, and we got a room full of reporters. <laughs> okay, guys, 
Gotta, Fire up the Google. Let's, let's <laughs> put your phones down. <laughs> put them down. Put them down. No cheating. Let's start off with an easy one. Former Chiefs inside linebacker or outside linebacker, outside linebacker, Andy Studebaker. Who he play for? We all got this one, right? Apparently, he's playing for the Colts. Uh, uh, there was a scouting report on this earlier that insinuated that. I'm not going all in on that, though. I, I don't know it for a fact. I will go all in on that. He's right. playing for the Colts. Got I'm it. all in on that. Not only that, but good friends with former Royal Billy Butler. Oh. Ah. Good to know. Yeah, just a okay. useless That thing. is the value of this podcast hey. right there. <laughs> hey, we're that bringing, piece of knowledge. We not only bring juice, we bring knowledge to the table. You Look at that. You just learned something. All right, one for one. Good job. <laughs> Number two, Tyler Palco. <laughs> Who he played for? Rumor has it. <laughs> yeah. Last I heard, a financial planning service in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, to be quite honest with you, that's a trick question. I don't know. Uh, I just know it ain't football. <laughs> Good job. I'm going to give you credit for it. Right. Two for two. All right. Th- seriously, now, we got – Three more. Let's, uh, yeah, seriously. Yeah, now. Let's, oh, now. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. Serious. We're going we're gonna to turn it up now. <laughs> Former Chiefs guard, John Asamoah. Who he play for? Well, I think that's under Sam's uh, specialty <laughs> area. I'm, I'm blank on this. <laughs> Dolphins. Just a wild guess. <laughs> that is wrong, obviously. <laughs> Thank you, Price is Right. The answer is Falcons. Falcons. On injury reserve. <laughs> 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 okay, got, got mine. Uh, Two for nice, three. Nice, nice. Here's the fourth one. Donnie Avery. We just saw him last year. Guys, who does Donnie Avery play for? I'm going to take a diversionary tactic and just ask what number of teams – has he played for? He, this is going to be – whatever it is, it's like his that's, ninth that's team. That's not a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, like five or something like that? It's, it's, this it's is like the who he played for digits. version of, you know, root origin of the word. <laughs> <or whatever. laughs> Can you use Donnie Avery in a sentence? <laughs> I at least announced right. the diversary tactics. <laughs> guys, define yeah. Donnie yeah. Avery. Yeah. <laughs> Number 17. Caught the post route in the 2014 wild card game. Yes, yes, that's right. All right. Wow. We got some answers. I need a guess now. I got nothing. Somebody's got to guess something. Pass. Uh, Think outside the box here, guys. IR for somebody? <laughs> like the USFL or something like that? It's a trick the Argonauts? Question. He is an unemployed football player right now. <laughs> You think outside the box here. Come on. All right, last one. Last one. This guy is in the league, so you got to take a guess here. I think you should get this. A 1 in 31 chance. No, I don't, maybe not. Quentin Dips, former chief safety. Who do you play for? I'm a 1 in 31 chance. 49ers. Jaguars. Seahawks. Browns. Texans. And that means we might see him again. That means we actually already saw him this <laughs> season and forgot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, I think he got signed after that, that game. That must have happened. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We would have had that. Yeah. All right, so uh, not not great, but it was okay. I mean, it's just kind of fun to check in on former Chiefs. <laughs> I am interested to know how some of you guys did if uh, 
if any of you were able to get all those without looking it up. You're a real five for five. I'll, I'll speak for two guys. Yeah, they'll tell us, too. <laughs> yeah. like, we got five for five. You're a reporter. You don't know it. No, we don't know. You, you kids, <laughs> Therese and Sam, wouldn't probably know this feeling, but back in the day, and I think, I, I think you're going to be like this, but maybe not. It might be interesting if you're different. It, the, the, the flux from year to year with teams was so much less yeah. that you would study your team and there might be four guys that change in the in the next yeah. year. I mean, I I can honestly tell you, I think I knew the names pretty much of every guy on every team in like seventy, seventy one, and seventy two. And then you know my head was full, and and they started moving. Well, you had around. Your, you had their football cards, and plus you had the cards, and, you'd and, get and, the and football, you had your Sunoco and, NFL action, and, 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 and the base. Same with baseball. It's true with all the pro sports, but you right, get your right, cards, guys. and you and you. <laughs> <laughs> this is that old man talk. This is old that man, old man talk. Old man football. I ain't, you know I ain't mean to. I ain't mean to, to channel wow. Sheldon Richardson, but my. Okay, we get, we got it for the twenty five. The 35 demographic now. I'm just playing. I'm sorry. I couldn't help you. That's good. No, that's good. I remember back in 1975. <laughs> y'all think somebody old enough? People, okay, y'all think the people that, that that little conversation was catered to know what a podcast is? I don't think so. Well, well I tell do. you what. You maybe better be do. thinking about our entire audience here, my friend. You have just insulted. No stone right. unturned. Just insulted. And, you know, we got a pretty diverse group, too. I'm, I'm 31, and Sam, I think you're 35. 37. Damn. All right. Um, <laughs> I look 35, though, right? Damn. Okay. And Vi- and Blair's older than me, but I look yeah. older than him. Yeah, we, so. we, we cover the full spectrum here of ages, too. That's good stuff. All right, guys. Uh, time <laughs> for the – Enough of that old-fashioned time. stuff. <laughs> did, you, did you like the Sheldon Richardson joke? I enjoyed that was, it. I was going to get good. up and give you the old man football. Yeah. Georgia That's the old man football. Oh, uh, that was great. Yeah. Um, all right. So here's a part of the podcast where we go to our readers. This is a reader portion. Again, we are people's champs, and we, we enjoy being there for the people, so we ask your questions. And this first question uh, – I think it's probably best suited for Sam here because you, you follow you, – you definitely fit in this category here. We're going to just let you answer this and move on. <laughs> what is an appropriate level of man crush to have for Marcus Peters? <laughs> <laughs> Am I in the man crush yeah, beat now? I think you are. I mean, you stuck, stuck – you, you staked – I don't know how to say it, but you staked your claim to that guy early. I mean, yeah. you, you were in the bag for him from the get-go. I mean, appropriate on like a one to ten. Yeah, you know, I think anywhere from nine point six to ten <laughs> would be about, about where you need to be. Like, I, I just here's my. I guess I said this last week, but like, okay. if your fault, if the thing that like sucks about you as a football player is that you just you care too much, and sometimes yeah, it comes out in the wrong it. way, yeah. I'm in. Especially when you got all these I'm guys all good with just that. paying for that check, you know. Yeah. The check still be here on Monday, guys. Yeah. You, and he, but like, the other thing I really enjoy about him is um, it, it's not just, like, the passion all that stuff. Um, but I, I always get the feeling that he puts the quiet work behind that. Oh, he did, And yeah. that, you know, when, when he steps on the field, he's watched tape. He knows that his, you know, like, he, he just has an idea. It's not just all just, you know, guts and balls out there. Like, I mean, he, he's – He's brains too, because yeah. he's he's not, you know, like by NFL cornerback standards. I want to make that clear. By NFL cornerback standards, he's not all that physically talented. Um, he's good. He's got a lot of good traits, but he's mostly guts and brains. 
And, and just a quick aside, I, I appreciate. I think he's a stand-up guy from what we've seen him so far, yeah, right? He'll to talk to you. He'll, now. he'll yeah. talk to you, but he'll he'll also be reflective about yeah. mistakes, and um, I, I I appreciate that. Yeah, no, Marcus. Th- a, let me just, let me okay. you know one th- one quick thought about him. He the first defensive player of the year for the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. He picked Ooh. off Brian Hoyer. Remember yeah. that? And so yeah, we yeah. talked to him after yeah. the game. And he could not have been more humble about it, That's and true. you know, talked about it was was it who, who got the was it Justin Houston who got the who got the, right, pl- the push? That, right. yeah. that was all he that was yeah. all he talked yeah. about was how De- or, uh, uh, Justin Houston made that play happen. He just happened to be standing in the right place at the right time. That's when I became impressed with that guy. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'll say this, man. Consistently through camp, like those dudes always were saying, like Marcus was listening, like Marcus came in humble, like he understood that he was coming in as a starter, but. He was deferential in a way, but he still held him. You know, he still, he still, uh, he still had a, a good way about him. You know, he still had a confident way about him. So, no, I, I let, think. Let me say one more yeah, thing yeah, about sure. Marcus. Like, I, I think if you focus a lot on the bluster mm-hmm. that he plays with, this may not ring true to you, but I, I believe that it's a hundred percent true. There, there's a term that that Dayton Moore and a lot of the guys with the Royals use um, to describe players, and and um, and they mean it as like the highest compliment. And they say that he plays with a boyish innocence. And I feel like that's how Marcus approaches the game. He approaches it with, you know, kind of a, a boyish innocence that, that I really enjoy. Yeah, I, w- I would Remind agree. you of yourself, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Next thing. I, I mean, you guys have been here a little longer in this city than I have. So just, just real quick um, from Hamster 1. Does this, does this team and its strategy – is it reminiscent of all of Marty Baller? I mean, yeah, the, the way they've kind of been winning since Jamal went down, does it strike a chord with you guys at all? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I yeah. guess just because the offense isn't, like, running up and down the field. But I, I think that the, the difference is that, to me, the Marty Ball thing is, like, power run game, and it's between the tackles. And uh, this team offensively is more diverse than that. And and they they do protect the ball like that's that's the similarity in, in the defense. But um, I don't know. I think that's a little bit of a reach. I understand where that question yeah. comes from, and there's some truth to it. But I, I don't. I'd probably I'd probably side with you on that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't. Statistically, it's shaping up that way, isn't yeah. it? I mean, how about in three of the last four games they've been outgained by uh, <laughs> a substantial margin? I yeah. mean, not oh. just. You know, in, in the one game where they outgained their opponent was Buffalo, and I think it was by a couple yards. And I, I look at the stats at the end of a game and see where opponents have run 20 to 30 more plays, yeah. have gained 80 more yards. Um, you know, if the, the, the Chiefs have their two or three offensive touchdowns, their two, two or three field goals, and their one or two defensive touchdowns yeah. every game. That's how they're, that's how they're scoring. Yeah. That's why they're 30-plus the last few games. But. That's that Bill Snyder magic. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> when you get outgained and win. Can I ask a question about, about – this is something we've, I've been thinking about a little bit. I don't know if the Chiefs have something figured out that others don't or anything like that, but do, do you guys feel like most teams think about the – the whole three-pronged approach, how each thing affects the other as much as the Chiefs do. Like, I feel like every element – they're not – we were talking about this yesterday. There's a third and 15. They don't, they don't care about getting the first down there. They are completely playing for five to seven yards <laughs> so they can, so they yeah. can punt it and, and pin the Ravens. Yeah. It's not a situation where they're behind. They can do that. They've got a little luxury with that. But I, I, I don't know. I just – I think 
and you were on to this, I think, yesterday, and, and nobody really bit at the question because they're not going to, I don't yeah. think. But the idea that the game turns, you know, more conservative, of course it does. Yeah. Um, once they get a lead, and, they're, and they're, they, don't, they don't care about flashy numbers. It doesn't really matter. It's all yeah, within yeah. the spirit of how it affects yeah. – the whole picture. Yeah, well, I, I think most teams do that. I think the Chiefs do it more than most teams. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, and they should because their strengths, right, are are this badass defense and an offense that protects the ball. Ooh, they've graduated to and badass now. Don't you think? Ooh. I think I think they're I think they're close. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, that's I think I think the way I phrased it was like quietly becoming one of the leads league's best units. I yeah. think that's how I put it. I mean, they're doing this without Houston too. Yeah. I mean, that's um, they're they're. Uh, Right behind the Broncos in terms of points allowed, yeah, yeah. Like just and, a couple of points. And remember this: the points allowed. I have to look this number back up, but they gave up a hundred. This number, I'm pretty sure, is right. 125 points in their first four games, and I think they've given up 129 in the wow. in the game since. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. It's, it's really close. That's and really how about, close. And how about the, uh, the the stat that Therese cut me off yesterday on the, uh, on the video? <laughs> Fifty to, outscoring opponents yeah. fifty to nothing and in the fourth. Yeah. <laughs> You've taken all my stats, man. Fifty to nothing in the fourth quarter of their last five games. Man, that's that's, that's gold. That's I, okay. So I'm just gonna give you guys veto power here. I, I got a question about the quarterback, and uh, it's how many QBs are playing better than Alex Smith right now? Are you guys tired of talking about the quarterback? Is that something you want to get into? I, I, I guess it's fine. I just don't. I can't. I'm not watching other quarterbacks enough to be like, you know, this guy and this other guy, but not this third guy. And the other thing is, it's to me, it's about the context of this team, right, that matters. Right. And so it's, yeah, we could explore it, but yeah. Well, let's just look at it this way. Let's let's go in reverse order the teams, the the eight game winning streak. One of the Chiefs faced a team that didn't have a either their starting quarterback or a (laughs) quarterback that missed some time during the season (laughs) with an injury. Uh, I, I, I. uh, Derek Carr, I guess, would be. Yeah, Carr's pretty good. Yeah, That's, but but but. Philip, I mean Philip Rivers. And well, I'm sorry, I take that back. Rivers Rivers would have been twice, but I, I guess I'm thinking about uh, well, Baltimore right. Sunday, the Steelers. They they played Landry Jones. Mm-hmm. Like I know this uh, the Broncos, uh, the Bill. Uh, no, they uh, had Tyrod. Tyrod was good, but he yeah. he played really good that yeah. day too. He was making Ooh. some grown ass man throws. I didn't know that was coming. All right, let me walk back from this. <laughs> Let me walk it. Well, let me walk it back a little bit. They just seem to have faced more than their share of. I think. Yeah, that's I fair. think in the big picture that's they fair, have. Though. Yeah. No, Blair. That's fair because, like, I guess the next question to that is: Remember they started nine and a few years ago facing mm-hmm. all the backup quarterbacks. Is there something to that? I mean, do we think? All right, straight up. I'm just going to ask: Is is some of this a game winning streak fool's gold at all? Is is there any? Comparison that can be made to that from two years ago. Well, I, I think like it depends on where you think this puts the Chiefs. If you think that it makes them the best team in the AFC or whatever, then yeah. Um, like I, I actually went through this for a completely unrelated and stupid little exercise, but um, they've only been out of this eight-game win streak, and I think this would be surprising to a lot of people considering they're one and five when the thing started. Um, they've only been the underdog once in in those eight games, and that was the the game at, at Denver. Denver. Um, all the rest, because Pittsburgh was the first game of the win streak, and they had Landry Jones. Um, so it's it's you know yeah, you know they're not beating the '85 Bears during the streak, but you know what they're beating the teams that are on the schedule. schedule, and for the most yeah. part they're beating the crap out of them. I mean the, the the average margin of victory I think is like 17 or something like that. You know the fool's gold question is an interesting question because we look back. I, I get, do we look back at that um, 
that first Andy Reid team as a, a fool's gold thing, or do we really remember that it was bizarre circumstances that kept them from winning a playoff game, really? I mean, one yeah. way or another, and self-inflicted. Yeah. But, I mean, does it that mean they weren't really all that, or they – just but, but wouldn't that correct me if I'm wrong? But didn't that team come off a last play? They had a last play yeah, schedule that year did. too. Yeah, they did. <laughs> From the and that was a front load. That was a well earned last yeah. play schedule <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah, they did deserve <laughs> that. But that was a the difference in that schedule was it was front loaded in their favor. Yeah. Whereas this year was exactly yeah. the opposite. I think you'd rather have it this way actually because. Now, obviously, you get all the momentum on your side, but also you show some mental toughness coming back from one and five. Yeah. Okay, we got a few more here. We'll power on through them. Um, this is a pretty good one. This is I like this one from JJ Coops eleven. Have any current players made the cut for the Chiefs Hall of Fame so far? Haleen DJ seem possible. Charles might be a stretch. No, Charles is for the already. for the Chiefs Hall the of Chiefs Fame. Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I, there, there's going to be a few guys in, on this team. Charles is Chief. in, right? DJ is in. So, so the question is like, if they didn't play another game, yeah. Um, yeah. or were they on the who trajectory? Who are the Chiefs on the roster right now that are going to end up in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. DJ, their Hall of Fame. Uh, right, Jamal, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jamal, DJ, Tamba. Uh, I think those guys, like, if they don't play another game, yeah, they're all they're right, in. right, they've right. They've already right. done enough. Um, and then who are we missing? Uh, I think Houston is, Houston's you know, got a really, really – Dustin Colquitt's going to get in. Colquitt yeah, Colquitt. Yeah. Um, I think Barry's going to get in. I was just going to say, yeah, I think Eric Barry. Um, mm. That might be it. I'll tell you, to me That's the question is what's the – you know, it, it's obviously low, low percentage, but who's on an NFL Hall of Fame track, a possible Ooh, track I here? Charles needs a few more seasons. It, it, I don't think anybody – I think Justin has a – you, you, would, you would give him his, you know, a chance at 10 or 15 or something right now, but – if he can get uh, you know two or three more really productive years, get that sack total up, and uh, I, I can see him as the as the player current chief with the best That's chance. Yeah, he'd be the best bet. What about Dwayne Bow? Is Bow gonna end up in that Hall of Fame? <laughs> Leading receiver, right? Yeah, I think. I, I'd have to look. I'd have to think about it. My, my first. You would not have to look. My there first is no reaction. Way. He's a leading receiver in franchise history. That has there to matter no for something. Way. It does matter, uh, though, man. I, go ahead, Valerie. Well, okay, ahead. Oh, <laughs> would, 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 is Larry Johnson going to get it? Ooh, I don't think so. I think he – no. I, just because he, he had the one year, basically. Well, he was the, he was the leading – he was the, the, the franchise's leading rusher, I think, until Charles passed him, I think, last year. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I would consider Bo and Larry Johnson about the same type of guy. Um, that You know, there are – you know, statistics, stats alone aren't are for for a team's Hall of Fame. I, I think yeah. there are considerations beyond the stats. Isn't the off-field stuff enough to keep LJ out though? I mean, I know he's yeah. like a great right. I mean, I, I didn't cover the team then, but is that is that enough? To and he, yeah, because his off because obviously like Dwayne Ball has his own you know yeah, sort of baggage, but, but Dwayne's is all to me innocent. Yeah, it, you know, like it was just sort of like dumb stuff that he did yeah. that wasn't that big of a deal that got overblown in some ways. You know, Larry Johnson had some, you know, kind of ugly, some ugliness there. And and I think that there was some – I mean, I guess you could make an argument that, that Bo did the same thing. But it seemed like after Larry Johnson signed that contract, it was <laughs> – that's that's what I needed. <laughs> no Thanks, guys. Bo. No Bo. I think no there's Bo. an argument. There's a good argument to be made. I think it is made. an argument, but I don't know, man. The, and my general philosophy on Hall of Fames and stuff is that if you got to think about it or you got to go to the stats, they're probably not. Yeah, draw a small circle. Yeah, I'm on it's, that. I, I, but it's like, I, it's the way he it ended here. Mm-hmm. That just kind of, and then the fact he's not doing anything in Cleveland. Just, oh. 
Can you picture the day honoring him? Yeah, I just it, it, can you? Seems, I, it, no, I, no, I really can't. No. But mine, mine's <laughs> little, look, mine, coming hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and my view's a little distorted because I never really saw him in his, yeah. his heyday. I just I remember just seeing this guy. I was like, why, what, why did they give him this contract? I just don't want to dismiss it entirely. I think there's a chance, but if I. I don't think the chairman would make a strong case to, to put him in the ring of He might have a say in this. <laughs> yeah. So, no. And those are the only uh, – like, again, that's uh, – I, I, I thought Jamal Charles had a chance to, to really ascend. If he hadn't gotten hurt this yeah, year, he might – I forgot where his, his, his uh, career rushing total is, but I think he had a chance to get to about 8,000 this year or, or kind of close in. I thought he had to get to 10,000 in his career to start being part of a conversation yeah. about the Hall of Fame. And I don't know if he's going to get there. Yeah. I, even like the, the Dwayne Bow thing just jogged this thing in my mind that one of my favorite things on Twitter this year is I, f- I wish I could think of who does it to give him credit for it. Um, but Dwayne Bow has like, I think it's like 33 receiving yards or whatever. And as somebody like keeps tweeting uh, receiving yards and it's all the quarterbacks that are above him, which includes Tom Brady. And there's a couple others that like caught these passes for like 40 yards or whatever. Oh, I mean, do we just think he just lost the juice? I mean, what? I think he signed the contract and cashed out. I, I really, I, I believe that. Um, I say that without malice. I like Dwayne, but um, yeah, I think that's what happened. Yeah, do you guys? Uh, all right, we got to speed through a few more. So, lightning round, guys. Let's do it. Lightning right. round. Okay, I'll, I'll answer this one. Um, time for options at punt returner since Dak can't stay healthy. <laughs> Fred Williams or Darren Reeves? Another team's practice. Yeah, so got people. Uh, people aren't very happy with Frankie Hammond. Um, with I, good reason. He's, yeah. he's not good enough for that to do that job. He's, he's not he's struggled, man. I, I, all I know is that the other options are Macklin, and that would scare me because Macklin don't need to be back there feeling anything. Would it scare? I mean, I, I think Wilson. I think if you've got to go to that, give it to Wilson. But like Macklin does not need to be back there taking possible blows or getting hurt. Like he's too important to the offense. Like, the thing you tell Macklin is. If if you don't fair catch it and you get hit hard, you know, like I'll get up in you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, I think I think and by the way, I think, think Albert Wilson is a good. Uh, yeah. Think about this on punt returns. Is, is the real danger on a punt return? You should probably explain. <laughs> Go ahead. Fine. No, no, just this. Just on a punt return, if if, if how dangerous or how, how injury prone or susceptible is somebody if you don't get that first blow, right? I mean, yeah. do people get hurt 10 yards downfield on punt returns, or do they just, just get hurt if they use bad up, judgment? You're and just setting yourself up to get hit by kamikaze guys. Like, I don't, it's the biggest collision in the game. Yeah, like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he's, already, look, he's already had a concussion this year. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. there was like a sphere of one, like, uh-uh, no yeah. pass. Uh-uh, no Macklin. Um, but, uh, well, okay. But so I do I think Hammond – I would say Wilson. I, I, I do think goal. a change is going <laughs> to – in a playoff game, like that's well, – you can't okay, let that the be the playoff reason. Playoff game, yeah, you can't. maybe it's okay to go Macklin. I'm saying until until the – like it, playoff game, okay. Like put Macklin back there. That's what you're playing for. But until then, mm-mm. anything else? Okay. Uh, <laughs> more than a little sarcasm in this one. Uh, <laughs> snark in this one. 
Can this team win in the playoffs kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Swanson, coming hard. Uh, I think you know the answer to that, Joe. Um, right. <laughs> uh, sports scout, full injury report, and when you expect each to return. I encourage you to see KansasCity.com, sports scout. <laughs> I have uploaded that story to today <laughs> to the website. Please click on it. Um, let's see. Oh, Joe Swanson coming in hard again. Wow. Do the Chiefs settle for field goals more than other top teams in the league? <laughs> Joe Swanson coming yeah. in. You know what? Detecting a theme here from Joe Swanson. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Joe Swanson, real unhappy. <laughs> Not bad, Joe. Kudos to you, buddy. He's coming in hard on his favorite team. All right. Let's see what else we got. Who's had the best season on? We've kind of covered that one on defense. Between Holly, it's tough. Those guys are all having good seasons. Let's see. We got a little love for the podcast. Um, it's good. Thank you, Phil Shrek. What else we got? Jason Collinsworth, a trade. He wants to know with the Chiefs having four quality running backs. <laughs> he put quality in quotation marks. <laughs> 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 um, Chiefs fans, pretty snarky. This is a smart, snarky group. Okay, especially what, with eight wins in a row know, under their belt. Like, you know. No happiness at all. Uh, I would hate to see what they were like if we were doing this when they were one in five. Like, good lord. Um, or in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that would have turned dark. Yeah. That would have been darker than the second season yeah. of True Detective. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Colin Farrell face. Um, all right, would, would you guys tr- look to trade any of these four running backs for? value or anything i don't think you get anything i don't yeah. you know I, I think people have figured out that running backs can be replaced I, and I, I i could see the one guy not coming back being Nile davis because like he expects to play but i mean who's gonna trade something exactly you know like, think about that release him. think if another team had spencer ware sharkhandrick west you know or Nile davis like what would you be comfortable with the chiefs trading to get that guy yeah nothing yeah not even a seventh round pick. Right, you wait for them. Maybe to a seventh round pick. They're not going to keep yeah. four. Well, they probably will keep four. But okay, let's see. All right, all right, guys. I, I, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on, um, you know, you know, making sure we take care of our fans. And I'm proud to say that's all the questions. We good got questions. Are the good yeah, questions? Yeah. Yep. Add a little snark to it too. That's okay. We like that. You, <laughs> when you can contribute to the show. <laughs> I'll put you on the show, okay? <laughs> so, thanks again, guys. We appreciate you listening. Uh, oh! I want you to remember to rate and review us on iTunes. That's important. Please rate, rate and view us. We've gotten some reviews so far. It's good. I'm glad people are liking it. Make sure you do that. Check us out on Twitter. Obviously, all four of us are on Twitter. We tweet all the time. Um, check us out on Facebook. Sam and I have pages um, Blair, do you guys? It's an age thing with yeah. Vahe and I. So yeah. now we're, 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 we're of, yeah. Thanks for acting like we would have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. But, um, hey, remember last week, don't think I'm going to let you off the hook now. Vahe, Sam, neither one of you guys had a bold prediction of the week for me. Blair and I stepped up to the plate and gave ours. You guys, so I'm not letting you off the hook Plus now, you guys right? stepped up with a little imagination yeah. and, and stuff. Yeah. I, well, here's, here's my – not really very bold thing. I, I'm at a point where I believe the Chiefs will win their, their first playoff game. And I believe okay. firmly that they'll they'll get in the playoffs, obviously. And and as some wise guy in this room pointed out, actually the more bold decision right now would be to or say that they won't win a playoff game. But I, but I think they will. 
I don't think it's foregone that they'll, you know, like I think they'll go into a playoff game. Um, the most likely scenario, right, is that they'd be the five and play Houston, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they'd As probably right now, be right? like yep. a three-point favorite, maybe four-point favorite, something like that. I mean, They would be the favorite on the road. Yeah, 60-40 chance, something like that. Uh, the interesting thing, if they could get up, if, if the Broncos can lose and then the Chiefs win the division, um, but then that would set up perhaps the Steelers, a better team, but you're at home yeah. and all that sort of – anyway, I don't know how bold this is. You tell me. Uh, Travis Kelsey will not fumble the rest of the season. It counts. Right. It counts. <laughs> All right. As always, our bold prediction of the week brought to you by uh, Prince from 1989 Batman. Think about the future. The future. Yep. We're in the prognostication game, fellas. That's how it goes. God, I love drops, man. They're just the best. <laughs> and, hey, I want you guys to know like, we really enjoy doing these podcasts. So uh, we're going to keep doing them you know, week after week. This is going to be a constant thing as long as these guys are in the mix here. Playoffs, all that, we're going to keep cranking them out. Um, you know, and as always, you know, we appreciate um, your listenership. And Guys, go ahead and plug your stuff. Who's got something coming up this week? You guys got anything you want to plug? Christmas. I want to plug Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I want you guys to all have a good one. All, right. all have a good one. Especially you, big man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home for a little bit. It's going to be good, man. You deserve it's it. It's going to be good. Yeah. I'm trying to – no, I, I don't have anything, like, locked in enough I don't to, to be able to promote. <laughs> yeah. And I was, trying, I was trying to look up for, for our guy. Who was it, Joe, the snarky field goal guy? Yeah. I was trying to look up these numbers. <laughs> I'm going to try and uh, – I'll do it later when I get on my computer. But um, – I'm kind of curious about. It. I feel like I looked this up like a week ago, and the Chiefs weren't. It was one of those things where, like, when you follow one team, you know what I mean. Like, you all of their strengths and weaknesses become exaggerated, uh, and they seem to be like in the middle of the pack to me. Um, you know, the 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 Bengals game and the the Bronco, the second Broncos game, notwithstanding. Little, but, yeah. But I'll look that up and tweet to uh, our snarky, to, our to snarky your point, friend. Though, and I might be wrong about this, but remember the the thing where the Royals always bunt. Yeah. I remember looking up the stat, and they were like, you know, eighth in the American League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like, oh, I guess we just are fixated on it here. Cannot yeah. get through a Chiefs podcast <laughs> without – we already had the Billy Butler reference earlier. But. Hey, you win. <laughs> you win, you get that respect, right? Yep. You, you get on the podcast, you yeah. win. That's yeah. right. I want winners, right? All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not going to go to the drop. I'm a little drop happy, but I like them. But all right. Seeing as how we just came out of Baltimore, and you guys watch The Wire in here? Watch Love The Wire. wire. You guys, I, I have. I've only guys? seen a little bit of it before. All right. Well, I figure since we got a little production change this week and uh, getting our outro won't be the same, um, I figured I'd take us out solo with a little acapella version of The Wire intro. Uh, uh, way down in the hole. All right. So let's, uh, let's get a little silence here as I take us on out. And this is my Christmas gift to you guys. I love you. Merry Christmas. If you walk in the garden, you better watch your back. But I beg your pardon on the straight and narrow track. If you walk with Jesus, he'll save your soul. 
You got to keep the devil way down in the hole. Merry Christmas. Love y'all. That's beautiful. Peace.